0: Our theme here this month, Pushing Beyond the Boundaries of Limitations. The goal here these lessons is that whatever is limiting your life by the end of this month will be a thing of the past. Yeah. Whatever is, tell your neighbor, whatever is limiting your life, it will be a thing of the past. It Say it again. Tell the other one. Whatever is limiting your life, it, your life. it will be a ting of the past. That's our wish, Pastor Our wish is that you will learn principles that can truly move your life forward. That in whatever area you have experienced limitations that you will learn to apply the laws that will move you forward. We used Acts chapter 3 as the foundation to explore this topic of pushing beyond our limitations. In that story, we learn about this 40 year old man who couldn't walk, lived a limited life by sitting at the gate of beautiful and begging. This man was 40 years old. We don't know how long he had been in that condition. However, his condition created limitations for him in that he could not sustain his living. And the only way to be alive was to beg at the gate of beautiful. One day, Peter and John came across this man on their way to the temple. As usual, when this man saw them, he asked for money. Instead of Peter offering him money, he commanded this man to rise up and walk from his condition in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And thankfully this man, when you read in verse 7, you know that after, Jesus had, after Peter had commanded him, he reached out his hand and still raised this man. Which means even when the command was given for this man to rise up and walk, He had been so used to his limitation that he didn't do anything about it. Peter had to assist him and stretch out his hand and lift him up. Nevertheless, the text says, immediately this man's feet and ankle bones received strength. And when he felt strength, this man began began to jump stood on his feet, began to walk, and then he went into the temple, not just walking, but he was leaping, jumping, and praising God. And when people saw him, the Bible says they were astounded because this beggar had literally leaped out of his limitations. Therefore, we want to explore this powerful principle of how we can push beyond our boundaries that limit us. And we said, to do that, we're going to study the following things. Number one, we're going to study the principle of the effects of laws, natural laws and spiritual laws. Secondly, we're going to study how we need to learn to fight the good fight of faith. Thirdly, we're going to study about Right thinking versus stinking thinking. And then we're going to learn about persistency, knowing how that every door that God opens has adversaries. And then we're going to study about venturing into spirit-led unfamiliar territory, which is simply breaking camp and advance. Today, I'm going to talk about laws. In particular, I want to talk about the laws of the spirit. But first of all, I want to lay the foundation to explain to us how laws operate. Now, when I speak about laws, I'm not, I don't want you to be thinking about the law that has to do with this law, right or wrong, or so on. But when I speak about laws, I'm specifically referring to natural laws or spiritual laws. When God created the world, there are certain laws or principles that God put into motion. For instance, in science, they have found out that there are natural laws like the law of gravity. The law of gravity is what makes everything on this planet to remain grounded, to stay on the ground. Because there is an unseen force that's pushing everything down. For that reason, as long as you are on this planet, you don't float. For you to float, you have to apply certain principles so that you can float. But gravity is a law that pushes everything down. And as a result, it brings about a thing called weight. So everything on this earth operates by that law of gravity. We are grounded. It's an important law. Then we have another law, the law of aerodynamics, which we're going to study today hand in hand with the law of gravity. By the same token, as much as the planet has these laws, the spiritual world also has laws. I don't know if you knew. For instance, we have the law of faith. We have the law of the spirit of life. We have the law of sowing and reaping. So laws in this context are simply a rule or a principle that must be obeyed. Laws, as I said, let me explain. These are forces that God has put into operation that affect the nature and also affect the spiritual world. It's very important for us to know that. The word law that we read in the Bible in Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, I want us to read it together. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh. In other words, if you apply this law of not walking according to the flesh, condemnation will never be your portion. Are you here, Abba There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. So in other words, there's a way of walking or a way of living when you are in Christ Jesus that will make sure that condemnation doesn't come upon your life. But then verse 2 amplifies it. It says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So in other words, there is a law of the spirit of life. What is it? I'm going to explain it to you. But when you apply this law called the law of the spirit of life, this law will set you free from the law of sin and death. Stay with me. I'm going to explain it for a while. I can see confusion in some of your eyes. Look at your name and say, what's about Bishop Why we confusion? But it's going to be cleared in a short while. All right. Now, Excuse me. That word "law" in Romans eight, one, and two—it's the Greek word "nomos." Look at your neighbor say "nomos." Nomos. Look at your other neighbor say Bona "Nomos." <laughs> "Nomos." That word "nomos" means a number of things, but for the purpose of our lesson, the one definition is a very interesting one. In a figurative way. Figuratively, that word nomos means principle. Okay? Principle. I'll explain that. So, the principle or the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death. In the same way, we can say the law or the principle of gravity. What is a principle? Number one, a principle is something that comes first before everything. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me because you, you, you'll understand what, what I'm about to say. When you were born into this world, you found the law of gravity already here. Right? You found it here. So the law of gravity was there. I know that's not good English. It was there before you was. I know that's not good English. It came before you came. So a principle is there. It's a law that when God created the world, he made sure that this planet has gravity. You know when you get out of this planet, when you move away from this planet, and you get out of our, our, galaxy, that's the term, and you go into outer space, then gravity no longer applies. You've seen when people go to outer space, they start floating out there. Because outside of this planet, this galaxy, gravity doesn't apply. Mara, you were born here. <laughs> not on the moon. <laughs> so as long as you are born here, you get born into something that was there before you was. Again, I know that's not a good English, but I'm trying to make a point. Which means this. If a principle is there before I am, watch this now, The definition of the word principle means a first cause or a first force. It's a force that was there before you was. It works. It's a power. It's a principle. It operates before you were there. That word means also source. It means origin. So a principle comes first before everything. Secondly, these kinds of laws or principles are established by God when he created the world. Whether the natural world or the spiritual world, these are laws that God created. Listen, you can't do anything about it. Okay? Even if you don't like it, it works. If you don't like gravity, it still works. Did you know Masana, it is gravity that makes us to age? Oh, you don't know that? Or oh, you don't know that? Gravity contributes to everything going. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, Hey, I gravity Kai when to you Forgive. Forgive. Watch this now. Because these laws were established by God when he created the world. Disregarding a law or a principle will result in shipwreck. For instance, I'm up here knowing fully well that gravity keeps me down. I can't float. So if I was to walk and expect to still walk off this platform in a straight line, Gravity got a bishop? Oy! (laughs) And it will bring me down. So if I disregard, if I disregard gravity and I hurt myself, let's not blame God. Right? Let's not blame God. Gravity was before I was. Number three. Whatever point you have, I don't know what point. What point do you have? Number three. Yeah. Number one, retain it's a principle that came before. Number two, God established that. Number three, disregarding the Lord. Number four, obeying a law, therefore, will bring blessing. As long as I stay up here and I don't walk off, I'll be blessed. <laughs> no bone will be broken. <laughs> Isn't this our right. Kitabas wrong. Right, but if you are not naked forever, then I walk off here. Gravity doesn't care. Huru Muruti, umwanawa, umwanawa. Five months. What has umwanawa five months? I so yet eight months. Eight months. Umwanawa eight months. Gravity doesn't care. You are a you are a woman. You are a male. You are rich. You are poor. You are black. You are white. You are American. You are Australian. You are Ghanian. You are South African. Gravity doesn't care. You are. Purple, pink, polka-dotted, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you have hair, if you have pink hair, yellow hair, weaves, whatever you have. Gravity doesn't care. If you walk off here, gravity works on everybody. Meaning this, laws don't discriminate. Think about that because I'm going to show you in a short while why that is important. So that's, that's number whatever, number... Four, laws are a blessing. Number five, laws don't discriminate. Number six, laws work even when we're ignorant of them. So if you walk out of a 16-story building and you don't know that gravity is there, gravity still works. It doesn't feel sorry for you because you don't know. Here's another one. Laws work for the righteous and the unrighteous alike. This is why many Christian people don't understand. I'll give you an example. There's a law of sowing and reaping. And there are many unsaved people that use that law very successfully. They are generous people. So they give a lot and because they give a lot, they get back a lot. What does the law of sowing and reaping say? Colossians chapter 6. Whatsoever whatsoever do you know what whatsoever means? Whatsoever means what? Whatever means? Eh? Whatever means. What does whatsoever mean? Everything. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. Whatsoever a man soweth. So we're going to talk about that Hahulu next week. Life operates around the principle of sowing and reaping. Everything in life is about sowing and reaping. You sow actions, you sow attitude, you sow words, you sow your time, you sow your money. So here we go. You find unsafe people who are very generous, they give a lot. And they are very prosperous. They have a lot. Why? Because the law doesn't say, hasim zalwan. Are you there? The principle doesn't say, No. The principle says, If you work the law, it will work. So they are generous. But then you find Christians who are not generous. They are very stingy. They don't give. They are not generous in their giving. So they don't give much, but they are hoping God will bless them in return. They pray a lot and give little. And they are hoping that through a lot of praying, they'll get money. No. Either whatsoever. You can't sow prayer and reap money. No. You you only reap in kind. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying now. Are you understanding me? So, laws don't discriminate. Laws don't care who works the law. It works because it's a law. That should encourage you. That should mean if you learn to apply certain laws, it doesn't matter how long things have not been working in that area. If you work the law, it will work. All right. Let me come to the law and just teach you a little bit about natural laws. Here are the natural laws. or You can call them scientific laws. The law of gravity, the law of aerodynamics, all kinds of laws. But let's talk about the law of aerodynamics for a while. Let me get my plane. Let me get my plane. Ah, oh, they got me a different plane. Bless them. They got me a different plane. In the first service, they had another one. Now, this is the A380. Is it? No. It's not. No. I think you are not. This is the A380. This is the A380. This thing is heavy. This thing doesn't, they don't weigh it in kilograms. They weigh it in tons. This thing is heavy. This thing, it's funny here, it's flying. This thing is not supposed to fly. Because gravity keeps it on the ground. Gravity makes it to be heavy. Mara, in spite of gravity, it's defying gravity. It's flying. Why is it flying? Because the Wright brothers, years ago, they thought about this, but you know, it's possible that man can fly. And then they experimented and had lots of problems with their experiment. But finally, they made their first aeroplane. We'll come back to that later. But as the experiments kept on going, then they started finding out that if you apply certain principles, certain laws, you can override the law of gravity. So it means there are laws that are higher than other laws. Watch what Romans 8 says. It says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So the law of sin and death, let's call it the law of gravity. The law of sin and death its a law that keeps you grounded. You are not going anywhere. You are mediocre. You are locked in your limitation. But when you learn certain laws, you can come up of your limitations and you can begin to fly like that. But you've got to learn how the law works. So, how they designed a plane, there are several laws that apply here. Alright? First of all, if you look at the shape of the wing of a plane, this one is even better. If you look at this portion, it's round. And the portion underneath is flat. Because as a plane moves forward and cuts through air, they use air which has been there when the world began. They didn't create the air. They didn't discover the air. They used what God had put in the world when the world began. So there are several laws that apply. The first law of aerodynamics is the law of weight. Everything has weight. This force comes from gravity because it's pulling down on objects. Therefore, to fly an aircraft needs something to push it in the opposite direction from gravity. So there are laws that are able to push you in the opposite direction of existing laws. This world is under the law of sin and death. But there are spiritual laws that are able to push you up from those laws. The weight of an object controls how strong the push has to be. The weightier it is, the more the push. A country, for instance, needs not less upward push than a jumbo jet does. But then there's another law. It's called the law of lift. Lift is the push that lets something move up. It is the force that is the opposite of weight. So you have weight because of gravity, but you have lift, which is the opposite of weight. Everything that flies must have lift. Birds must have lift. Insects must have lift. And if you don't have lift, you are not flying when you go So for an aircraft to move upward, it must have, watch this now, it must have more lift than weight. So in other words, you have to apply more laws that push you up than laws that keep you down. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. For instance, watch this. A hot air balloon. With a hot air balloon, they pump hot air into this balloon. Now, you all know, my young people, that air has density and weight. And you know that hot air does what? Rises. And cold air, so they use their law here. So all this is that they've got something there that warms up the air inside And when the air inside the balloon warms up, as they heat it up, it becomes lighter. And as the air becomes lighter, it supersedes the law of gravity. Now watch. When you're up there, gravity is still there. Remember. (laughs) Gravity is still there. But they use a law that's existing. For instance, here's another example. A helicopter. They use a blade of a helicopter, the rotor blades on the top there, and even at the tail of that helicopter. They use that rotor blade to create lift. So in other words, they are motion through the air helps the helicopter to move forward and to go up. So for a plane wings, let's get back to my plane. As the plane moves forward, it accelerates forward, because the wing is round at the top, flat at the bottom, as the plane accelerates into the wind and the wind comes in contact with the wing of the plane, the wind that goes on top of the plane because the wing is round becomes, flows faster than the wind underneath the wing of the plane. And when it flows faster than this wind, on the top it creates a low pressure, on the bottom it creates high pressure. And because of the low pressure on the top of the wing, it begins to fly. But a plane can lift up if it is not at a certain speed. Particularly the big planes. It has to accelerate to about 300 kilometers per hour before it can lift off. Because that law only applies fully when it is running at that speed. That's why with cars, that guy on the N1 who was driving at 300 kilometers per hour, They were saying, you are not a plane, you are a car. (laughs) You can't drive at that speed. But you see, as you see there, thank you. Hey, my young people are nice. As the air goes on top of the wing of the plane, it moves faster, and this air here moves slower, and what happens is there's a high pressure there, a high pressure here, low pressure here, but then the air here, Tries to catch up with the air there, and as it tries to catch up, it pushes the wing up. It uses air. That's all. No, no other thing. It's an existing law that has been there. Then watch Barcelona. Then the aeroplane, there's another law called drag and another law called thrust. And it's a combination. Let me have my plane back. It's a combination of these laws that makes a plane to fly. So, the law of aerodynamics has made me free from the law of gravity. So, if I apply the law of aerodynamics, I will fly. I will go, but note. I can only stay airborne as long as the engines are turned on. By virtue of flying, it doesn't mean gravity is no more. The problem with some of you is you start applying the laws of the spirit of life the minute you start getting victory and flying you stop praying you stop going to church am am i talking to people who are alive here you stop doing what is right you switch the engines off and then your plane comes crashing down next thing you say the law works when you work it are you there Let's talk about spiritual law. This concept, therefore, of aerodynamics, watch this. They apply a law that supersedes. Somebody say supersede. Look at your neighbor and say supersede. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to supersede. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. And I was looking at a number of verses that are such a blessing. And I started thinking about this, really. You know the Bible says we are in this world but we are not of this world. We are in a world where we are grounded by the law of sin and death. But God says I want to show you how even if you are in a world that is surrounded by the law of sin and death, you can still supersede. The Bible says we need to live as children of light in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. We, We are right in the midst Mara, we live differently. But remember, it only works when you work it. If you don't work it, you can't work it. You it. You in King wena you are not applying the laws. So you are going to stay on the tarmac of mediocrity. Just like a plane that is not allowed to take off because the engines are not working right. God's not going to allow you to take off. You are not going to get clearance from the control room. You're going to stay grounded because you're not applying the laws. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope you are applying the laws. So, when you apply the laws of aerodynamics, let me have my plane, please. An aircraft does what seems impossible. It flies. It's not supposed to fly. Just like they say, you're not supposed to succeed. Just like they say, from the background that you come from, you are not supposed to be doing what you're doing. Marok Salayo, you are doing it. And you're not doing it You are doing it because laws don't discriminate You have found out a way of applying the laws I'm using the laws Because they can't figure out how you're flying When we are all grounded How come when now you are flying? Well I have found out something that you don't know And the something that I'm using is something that has been here all along. Just that God hasn't opened the eyes of your understanding yet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's look at the spiritual law concept. The same concept therefore applies spiritually. There are laws that keep us grounded on the tarmac of sin and death. But Romans 8, 2 says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. What number is that? The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free <laughs> from gravity. <laughs> the law of the spirit of life in and I'm free from gravity. I'm not free from gravity because gravity is not there. No, it is these laws that make me supersede gravity. Let me read it for you in the NIV Bible. You love this. You love this. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. This thing is free from the law of gravity. It's operating above the law of gravity because it is applying the laws of aerodynamics. Listen to the Message Bible. I love this one. It says, with the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, the fateful dilemma is resolved. They're talking like parliament. (laughs) What's the fateful dilemma? I'm grounded on the tarmac of sin and death. I'm not allowed to fly. I'm grounded and I'm living under a weight. Ban ban lawyer. There's poverty, there's sickness, there's disease. Nothing is working. The home is breaking. I keep with my brothers. I am depressed. I don't pray. I don't go to church. I don't know God. Hey, should Here I am. And I was born there. And monk Perga, it runs in my family. However, this scripture says, with the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, the faithful dilemma, comrades, is resolved. Watch what it says those who enter into christ being here for us no longer has to live under the continuous low-lying black cloud I no longer have to live under sinyama. I no longer have to live under curses. I no longer have to live under the black cloud of not succeeding, the black cloud of strife. I no longer have to live. Am I talking to people here? I no longer have to live under the black cloud of sickness and disease. I no longer have to live under those things. Because of the arrival of Christ. Because of being in Christ. I no longer have to live under that. There's no need for me to live under that anymore. Those principles are there. Those laws are there. That happened when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden of Eden. When they sinned in the garden of Eden. A low lying cloud of darkness and evil and bad came upon the world. But those who have come into Christ. They don't have to live under that. Verse 2 says a new power is in operation <laughs> oh I can feel that power in this house today a new power is in operation what's that power Paul he says the spirit of life in Christ like a strong wind has magnificently cleared the air. <laughs> Freeing you from a fateful lifetime of brutal tyranny at the ends of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life like a strong wind has magnificently cleared the air. You know what I'm trying to tell you, Ms. Alan? I'm trying to tell you, no matter how long you've been grounded, um, I see somebody flying out. What happened to you? They will be surprised. What happened to you? Why are we not able to fly? I'll tell you why I'm flying. I have discovered a law that's been there all along. And the law is working. When I work it, which means it's not based on how matured you are. Not based how many years you've been a Christian. It's not based how poor you are, how rich you are. It's not based how tall you are, how educated you are. It's only based on one thing. If you work the principle, it will work. Because principles don't discriminate. Principles don't ask how old are you. But it also means if your life has been... If I was to leave this bottle here and walk away for a hundred years, all things been equal. And I come back after a hundred years, gravity will keep it here for a hundred years. But when I come on the hundred and first year, then I decide, no, I must take this thing and free it from gravity. (laughs) Even on year 101, when I apply the law, it still works. I'm saying, some of you, it's to not too late for you. I said, it's not too late for somebody here. You've been living a life that's broken, a life that's characterized by the law of sin and death. It is not too late. I'm saying to you, apply the law today, even if we start at Nam sanje. Let me encourage you, Bazarana. Can I encourage you? Can I encourage you? You're not saying eh, enough. I see someone not saying anything here. I'm saying, oh, God. Can I encourage you? When the Wright brothers discovered the law of aerodynamics and they started making planes, their first plane, when they finally got it flying, flew for a very short distance. And it crashed. <laughs> Even if it crashed, at least for a short time, At least for a short time, they, they flew. Some of you, you might have had a small onion, victory. And Satan is trying to tell you, you are wasting your time. No, I'm not wasting my time. Now I am learning how to fly. At least I was airborne. At least for one week, I was not depressed. For one week, I was lazy. At least for one week, for one week, I told the truth. At least for one month, I didn't slip around. I am beginning to fly in the name of And what I like about the Wright brothers, when they crashed their first plane, they made another one. <laughs> they made another one. You know why? They realized. You only learn by doing. Some of you are discouraged in your faith. Because you prayed once and it didn't come. It didn't happen like the preacher said. You you are not wise when you stop applying the law. It will only work when you go back. Pick up your prayer time again. Pick up your prayer life again. Can, Can I hear an amen? Pick up the principle again and apply it. Because you only learn by doing. You only learn by applying. But let's tell the truth. Those of us who are married, we've only stayed married because we had to renew and rededicate ourselves many times. This is valuable advice for the second row. We, we fight in marriage. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> or better still <laughs> those of you who are not married you won't know but then you come back home and you know there's that tension for a while you are acting like you don't care at heart you, don't give me that righteous look. You know what I'm talking about. You act like you, act like you don't care. Mara. At heart, you do. Finally, one of you will have the courage to deal with the elephant in the room. And then, you rededicate yourself. You renew your vows. And 36 years later or 30 years later, you've gone through so much renewal (laughs) that you get to a point where you no longer have to do the renewal. You already understand. Marriage works when we work it. Yeah. Yeah. You end up understanding each other. No issues. House like you used to like you used to you know you understand your person (laughs) when others don't understand them you explain to them what they meant because you are working the law And the good thing is this, after you have done it for long, your love is much more stronger 30 years later than it was when you... Oh, you are not hearing what I'm saying. This is why these aeroplanes today can fly further than the first plane because they kept on working the law and working the law and refining the laws and refining the system. Today we can cross oceans, we can cross mountains, we can go transatlantic, we can fly for 14 hours nonstop, 16 hours nonstop. I see you in the spirit going for 16 hours non-stop, 14 hours non-stop because you are working the law. you working the law. Yeah. The key is to keep the engines on. Yeah. Keep working the law. Yeah. Even when the results are not so encouraging. Yeah. Keep working the law. There comes a day when you're healthy in your body. Your relationship with God is great. God has supplied all your needs by his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You no longer walk in the spirit of fear, but you walk in the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. You are no longer second-guessing the will of God, because my sheep know my voice, and the voice of the stranger they will not follow. You get to a point where you speak, like the patriarchs of old and say I was young now I'm old there are things that I have learned as I have been working the laws I have learned I've learned he will never forsake the righteous he will never let their seed beg bread and when trouble comes, you don't panic because you know this God. You have seen him do things more than once. You don't run. You don't panic because we are Mars So You know him. You know him. Why? Because you decided to work the laws. Next week. I'm going to teach you about this law of sowing and reaping. So that you can intentionally sow and work the law. See, so you don't focus on the bed harvest you have now. No, you just say, you know what? I'm going to start planting something different. Until the different that I have planted supersedes the bed that I planted years ago. <laughs> And I know that God will take us to another level. So let me close. Even though we are in the midst of the spiritual law of gravity, sin and death, but by applying the spiritual laws of aerodynamics, we can fly. And we only fly because We're applying the laws. That's all. We have broken through our limitations of being grounded. We are doing what the natural mind says cannot be done. We are doing what common sense says cannot be done. But we also understand the only reason we are doing it is because we keep the laws working. When they start working, we don't move away from it. I was saying, Goma Bishop, I'm learning why the Bible says things like, Praying always. Why always? This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. Meditate in it day and night. Giving thanks always. How about who? He says, when it comes to the gathering of yourself together, you've got to do it says, don't forsake the gathering. Go to church always. In the book of Acts, continually they gave themselves. Continually, 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 continually. Keep the engines on. Jesus says, if you continue in my word, keep the engines on. Don't just come to church for one week and think everything's going to change. Or stick around for three months. We thought you power for the year. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, one of those, but you power for the year. <laughs> you know, one of the things I find very sad, we're talking about it, you know, the let me use the illustration of a plane because it came to me when I was thinking, you know, I think about these things when I'm at home. And I pray about it. God, can you, give me, can you give me an illustration that will bring a spiritual truth across? <laughs> then I realized something. Did you know, Barcelona, when a plane takes off, before it reaches cruising altitude, which is 35,000 feet, these ones even fly higher than that. Before they reach 35,000 feet, they use so much jet fuel. There's more fuel that they use climbing to cruising altitude than they do when they are cruising. In fact, somebody was telling me that, depending on the distance, some of the planes use half the tank just to get to cruising altitude. And yet they are going far. Here's a principle. When you start in these things, it's not easy at all. Why? Because it is battling against gravity. It is pushing against a force that doesn't want it to get to crossing altitude. And they tell you, those who are pilots, take off and landing are the most dangerous operations you can ever make. That's when a plane is more susceptible to crash than when it's cruising. So I'm just telling you, when you are starting in these things, it's not easy. Understand why it's hard to get to cruising altitude. So you have to be more determined because the minute you get to cruising altitude, it's much more easier because you get a rhythm. Already you have certain disciplines. You are praying, you are living right already. You know those kind of things. How sabuama ka? How sa uchwa? How sa tsuba? How sa How how sa jadi drugsi? You are in a Christian. You know. So it's said into. Hold on. Mara oska You have to deal with so many things. Kema kwa peni? Kuhutuba? Kebu chala? Hey. Kime chote Hey. Cruise You. Hey. So now how how bumper? You switch off the engines. Hey man. Don't switch off the engines. Keep pushing in the name of Jesus. That's why in more and more, you need to come into a spiritual environment that we must refuel you and give you more fuel. You need to hang around Christian people to give you more fuel. You need to attend a cell group to give more fuel. You must befriend people who are born again like you to get more fuel. Because if you don't do that, you're going to run out of fuel towards your cruising altitude so you see people burning out in their walk with God, no longer trying this but I I say because it was hard climbing very difficult but after you've done it for a while it's still tough, but it's more bearable because you've reached cruising altitude there are things that are already settled, I don't have to have the discipline of going to church, I'm already used to it I don't have to try and get disciplined to pray anymore. I don't have to be disciplined to tell the truth anymore. I've been telling the truth for years now. Mara, there's a time when kibua need te I tell you. I tell you easy because I, wa- I was used to when I was in that world of the spirit law of sin and death I was lying was part of what I did every day it's part of what you did every day easy to lie, easy to steal easy to do all kinds of things you know? very easy very easy, not disciplined you just leave, come back anytime you want to no respect no honor, nothing you don't read the Bible. You don't even know the Bible. You don't know anything. If Matthew is a country or it's a person, you don't know. It's an insect. You don't know. You don't use to church life. When, you, when, when I went to church first time, you don't know what to do when you're in church. When you see people raising hands, you look at them, you wonder, why are they raising hands? I've actually seen people when we pray for people and people fall down. This has happened so many times. And you see this person who has never seen it. Ashaba <speaking> But that happens when you are starting. Nothing wrong. You are starting. Here's the key. Don't stop. Please. We all started there. But it's keeping the engines turned on. I pray that God will be gracious to you. I said, I pray that God will be gracious to you. I pray that in 2020, your life will keep soaring and soaring and soaring forever and forever. I pray that in 2020, you are not going to switch the engines off in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that in 2020, you will have a different kind of screen Because some of you, years have come, you hold on for Four months in a year. The other six months, or eight months. But this year, may it be 12 months. Yeah. May it be 12 months. I'm going to ask you, right where you are, if there's an area in your life where you feel that you started well, but you've let go of it, I want you to bring it before the Lord and recommit yourself to it. Whatever area, bring it before the Lord right now. Can you just pray in the Holy Ghost? Just pray in the Holy Ghost where you are. Just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. I commit this place, Father. Thank you, Lord. I make this commitment. Jesus. Let me pray for you. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is in this place right now. And God is touching people's lives. Somebody in here, you've been walking in guilt, feeling bad, feeling condemned. Because you could not be consistent. And this has really made you to even think that it will not work at all. As this word came forth today, you heard the Spirit of God encourage you to switch your engines back again. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Be encouraged today. Pick up where you left off. Refuse to stay under the law of sin and death. The spirit of condemnation. Affirm it. There is now no condemnation. To those who are in Christ Jesus. Don't submit to that condemnation. Those of you who need healing, receive your healing now. In the name of Jesus. Those who feel bound by powers of darkness, receive your freedom. In the name of Jesus. Those who are here, you've left a home that was in turmoil. No peace, no joy. You dread the idea of going back. I pronounce in the name of Jesus. Total freedom. Healing. Restoration. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you now. For your intervention. In the lives of your children. I thank you that you speak peace into their troubled homes. We give you praise. Keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed as everybody take their seats, please. Heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody moving around. Some of you, for you to break out of that law of sin and death is to accept Jesus a Savior and Lord of your life. You are here today. You haven't yet received Christ as Savior and Lord. You can do it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You can invite Christ. To come into your heart. And make you a child of God. Our heads bowed. Our eyes closed. Right where you are. If you say. I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart. To be the Savior and Lord of my life. Please pray for me. Would you raise your hand, please, right where you are. I want to pray for you. Thank you for those hands. Let this be the beginning. Let this be the beginning of your walk with God. May I ask all the people who raised their hands, would you stand on your feet, please? Right where you are. Will you stand on your feet, right where you are? I want to pray for you. This is your day. This is your day of change, transformation. A day where God wants to do something new, even all the way back in the foyer. God bless you. God bless you. All right. I want to pray for all of you. Jesus is the only one who changes lives. Jesus is the only one who gives us a fresh start. I want to invite you to come from all the way back, everywhere. Don't leave any of your belongings behind, all right?